0: Hello. Thank you for joining us today for the Harvest Time Church Weekly Podcast. As you listen today, we pray that you are richly blessed and that the message would guide you deeper into your walk with Jesus and help you to advance His kingdom here on earth. Have a blessed day.
1: Good morning and welcome to Mission Sunday. This is always an exciting time so that you as a church. Can find out what it is that your giving supports locally and globally. Our church is very missions-minded, minded, and we thank you know God for our pastors who have served in the mission field, uh, and uh, you know globally and locally. And so you know your giving goes towards that. But this morning, I just want to highlight the ones that we do give, and you might see pictures on, on the background as I am speaking. I'm not sure if they're on yet but um, one of the organizations that we support is Open Door Enterprises with Don and Sarah Reed. Don and Sarah Reed go to Tanzania a few times a year, and they uh, have several projects there. So if you have, um, over here by the coffee spot, we have um, the missionaries that we support. So when you have time, look on there, look at their uh, newsletters. I encourage you to sign up to get their, uh, their newsletters. Uh, Open Door Enterprises has, uh, has several projects in Tanzania, including um, where they sew these beautiful skirts. I'm not trying to show it off, but the purpose of these skirts is that the $80 that you pay, they pay for the education, which is Kids for Jesus. And Elias and my two sons are wearing shirts. Those are new. And hopefully they will start uh, uh, getting those in for some of our men who would like to Bless that ministry um, in uh, in Tanzania as well. So I encourage you to get information, get the email newsletter. Uh, their January newsletter has a lot of things in there, um, things that you can pray for specifically, uh, things that they need to accomplish this year in in Africa. They also do um, several projects here in the United States. So not just globally, but here in the United States and, and to our local youth, they do that as well. So. Um, at the end of uh, sometime this week, check on the Harvest Time website and the Harvest Time Family web, uh, Facebook page, and you will see some of the information on how you can retrieve that letter, monthly, loose, monthly newsletter from them. The other um, ministry that we support globally is, um, is the Borges, which is uh, Murillo and, um, and Laura Borges, and they minister in Brazil. You know they were here um, during the holidays. Pastor Noe introduced them briefly, but um, they had also spoken via live stream a few months back. So, uh, continue to pray for them. They have uh, several projects that they want to pursue, and uh, God's will, He will open the doors that, that for them to do what those things that they have been wanting to do in their, uh, you know for the kingdom of God. So we're expanding the kingdom of God in Brazil through the Borges. We're expanding the kingdom of God in Tanzania and all over the United States through Open Door Prizes, which is Don and Sarah Reed. And I, I failed to show y'all this. Um, for some of you who are new, we have this at the very entrance in the foyer. And it is right by the water. And you just don't get a nice drink of water from those bottles. But the donations go directly to the Tanzania water well drilling. In fact, they're planning to um, drill another one on this next trip. They are traveling right now, but their plan is to go very soon back to Tanzania and they're gonna continue to uh, do water well drilling. So in case you weren't aware, oops, I'm taking it apart. In case you weren't aware, that's what these donations go to, directly to water well drilling there in Tanzania. In different places they do um, hospitals, schools, you know, Pastor Noe, if you were to visit with Pastor Noe or the Pierce's, they can give you a lot more details because they have been there before. And the next one that I wanted to highlight is Casa Hogar with Pastor Ozzy uh, and Maria Luna, Pastors uh, Luna in English. And so they are overseers of Casa Hogar in Mexico. So that's another place that you're giving consistently supports Casa Hogar. That is a children's home there in Mexico, uh, right across the border. So um, this year, we were able to support, with your donations, you were able to uh, give Christmas to 21 children and teens. And they are going to have four graduating seniors this year. Four. And three of those are gonna be going to the university, and one is gonna be going into the workforce. So I will have that picture of the four in the hallway So I told Pastor Luna we will continue to pray for those four, um, you know, just like we're going to continue to pray for Open Door Enterprises, Don and Sarah Reed, and the Borges, which is Laura and um, Murillo, Borges and and Brazil. So at this time, I'm going to have Pastor Noe come up. He has something he would like to share as well.
2: wants to hold my hand all right i told these guys i said i know it's mission sunday but i want five minutes because i really want to connect all the dots for you Um, we've been talking about reaching our family reaching the community and reaching the world and today i hope that you really really see the impact of what we're doing in our in our strategy as a church to reach the world so we talk about how in reaching our, our family, it requires a personal endeavor. So we need to make sure that our, our family, that we are personally involved in that. Got that? It's, it's going to be one of our responsibilities. And then in our community, we talked about that we have to meet practical needs. We got to pursue our family, our, our community practically. So that's food, that's shelter, that's taking care of, you know, i, I um, I usually don't tell what I do. I'm going to tell you what I did this week. I usually go get water for the church, and I was about the same old business. And, um, you know, Joe, he, he's the window washer around town. Man, I was cold, and I saw him sitting over there, and it just so happened when I pulled my tailgate down, I had three sleeping bags in the back of my truck. Now, that ain't a God thing. I'm sitting there. I was like, man, it's cold. I look over there at him, and I saw. So I go and talk to him. And I said, hey, man, could you use a sleeping bag? I got three right here. He says, man, I don't have a sleeping bag. He says, I'm not sleeping on the floor right now. God's been good to me, but you don't know when that will change. And so he took that sleeping bag and he was thankful. And, you know, then he went next door and he started talking to Jose and Sandra. And I was trying to explain who I was and what church I was at. Well, he found out that I am Jose and Sandra's pastor. And Jose and Sandra had been reaching out to him and talking to him. So he connected all the dots at full circle. He's like, oh, that's who that guy is. So Opportunity to meet a practical, tangible need. So, what it's all about. I, you know, I gave him a little bit of cash too. But I could have given him money, but money's not going to keep him warm. I knew. I said, I don't care. You're getting that sleeping bag. I don't care what. Well, no shame in that. I don't like being cold. Anybody likes being cold? Come on. So that's when we talk about reaching our community. We gotta reach tangible, practical needs. You know, people, they often say, people don't really care how much you say until they know how much you care. So when we meet those practical needs, it really causes them to open up to really what you have to say. So we reach our family personally. We reach our community practically. And this is what I really wanna highlight this morning. We reach the world sacrificially. So when we use that word sacrificially, remember what I told you? It's the example of, hey, Get off your wallet. It's going to cost you something. You know, to do missions around the world is costly. To reach uh, the nations of the world, it is costly. Um, and this morning, as I was thinking about it, that there, there is a, you know, we talk about the lost sheep, the lost coin, and the lost son. Now, do you realize, let, let, me, let me highlight this just for a minute. The sheep got distracted, and he got lost because of his own foolishness. He was apart, and he kind of went wayward and did whatever. He's just eating over here, and the shepherd said, hey, come on. And so the shepherd had to go back and rescue him, right? So we see all these dynamics in reaching people. So sometimes it's their foolishness, and they just need to be brought back. Notice the lost coin was somebody else's fault. They were stewarding that coin, and they lost the coin. So sometimes there is a personal obligation and a requirement from us to watch out for those that they are not lost. You know, every time Pastor Noe comes to church and I leave church, I do the count. Do I have my three kids? One, two, three. We did have a leader one time. I'm not going to mention any names. Left a kid one time. I called him. I said, hey, you missing anything? And And the two parents drove separate so they didn't know who brought what kid. They didn't know it was lost, and I helped them out. So we got to make sure we, we keep what we got. We, we, we don't lose anything on our watch. And then we know the son, was, it says that he was lost, and then he became found. And he realized it is better in the father's house than anywhere else. So let me share a quick passage with you. What's my stopwatch look like? How much time I got? got five minutes? Sorry, preachers will preach. All right, John 3.16, we all know it. So when we talk about reaching the world, before I read this passage, you can already probably quote John 3.16. But as I was thinking about this, this, this mission of reaching our family and reaching the community and reaching the world, I said, God, I know your two greatest commandments is first, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And then secondly, is love your neighbor as yourself. So if our goal is to love what God loves, then we need to pay attention to that. So when we look at John 3, 16, it says, for God so loved, oh, what'd you say? God so loved the what? Okay, so if God loves the world, Should we love the world now we got to open our eyes to the bigger demographic of just me myself and I I hope some of these missions pictures and you know as Don and Judy share in just a minute and and Kristen shares what they're doing locally here at the women's pregnancy center we want your eyes to be open to the world around you we know it's challenging. You know, I wish Mexico was still like it used to be where we could take quick trips all the time because it's so close yet is a completely different world. You know, missions will humble you. It will open your eyes to, to the point of where you realize all of the things to be grateful for. You know, in the mission field, if you turn on the water, you don't know if water is going to come out or not. You flip the light switch, you don't know if the power is going to come on or not. You know, you, we don't ever get, you know, I mean, we know when the power is out. It's on, but guess what? Even when the power's out, we're still on Facebook. I mean, we don't have, we're still connected. Like it's not, you know, it's just a, it's completely different. All of the many little blessings you don't realize till you really focus on those who are doing without. Now, you know what? I think it is easier for other parts of the world to, to receive Jesus than it is in America. It's gonna tell you that. They don't have all the distractions. They, they, they trust in God every single day. How many of you think of the worst time of your life? Maybe you were unemployed or maybe you got hurt or, or something happened where you were kind of humbled to the point of where you had to trust God. You ever been there? I have to trust God. If God doesn't break through, if God does not do something, it's over. Well, these people sometimes live in that dependence of God. So when you tell them about Jesus and that he can take away your sins and he can give you everything you need, you know, hey, sign me up the america doesn't care because you already got everything you need i'm not going to preach i got 5 minutes <laughs> let me look at this rest of this passage for god so loved the world and this is what he did that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life verse 17 for god did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but to save the world through him we need to be like jesus our mission is not to go judge people and tell them what they're doing right or what they're doing wrong. But it's to give them the testimony of what Jesus did. To save them through, through him. It says in verse 18, whoever believes in him is not condemned. But who, whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only son. So this is the verdict. It says light has come into the world but people love darkness instead of light because, of their, because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for the, for the fear that their deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what they have done has been done in the sight of God. So let our hearts be pure before God. If Jesus laid down his life for the world, why would we not? I always think of the song, Jesus loves the little children of the world. You get all y'all super religious or whatever, he can't say that. Red and yellow, black and white, they're all precious in his sight. Doesn't matter the color of our skin. You know, all of our blood bleeds red. And when God looks at us, he looks at the heart. So we're going to have to be a church that looks beyond the surface. We're going to have to be a church that gets beyond just self-survival of our family. we got to be a church that just doesn't look at our community. Are we going to impact our community this year? Absolutely. But after we begin to impact our community, it's kind of like, that's what next? What can we do? Well, guess what? This morning, I want to let you know we are doing things already to impact the world. But I pray to God we're able to do more to impact the world. So we gotta reach our family, personally. They're your problem. Say, man, what's what's this dude talking about? Go back, listen to our podcast. I'm not gonna re-preach it. We're gonna reach our community practically. We're gonna meet practical needs. We're gonna take care of those that, that have practical needs. And then we're gonna sacrifice to make sure that the world mission of spreading the gospel to all the ends of the earth happens. You know you're going to do that, if you rather if you realize it or not. If you are a tither in the house, you know we commit as a church to take ten percent of everything that we bring in and and support local global missions. We do that for you, so you are already impacting the community and impacting the world. So we're going to do that if you want to or not. So if you give, but I'm believing that as 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 uh, as there's some that share this morning that you would your mind would just. Uh, really be expanded to reaching the world. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, invite Epi back up and she's gonna introduce Kristen and we're just gonna keep moving, but let's reach our family, let's reach our community, and let's change the world, amen?
1: I told you this was an exciting Sunday. So now we are going to have, uh, we are blessed to have Kristen Straub from the uh, Women's Pregnancy Center come and uh, share with us today. If you have not met her, um, get a chance to an opportunity to stop by and thank them for what they do. They're doing awesome things in the community, and I will let you uh, hear her out on what they're doing and God is doing through her.
3: Thank you. (laughs) Thanks for having me here. Um, I was telling Noe and Epi that last week I spoke at a small church in Sargent, and there were only 10 people there. This is a lot more than I was expecting, um, but thank you so much um, for having me. Um, my name is Kristen, like Epi said. Um, I grew up in Bay City. I always had a heart to serve um, and um, wanted to go across, you know, all the seas and go far um, to Africa and all those fun places, and God really put it in my heart that I'm not called to serve that way. I'm called to serve, you know, locally. Um, And to serve in my family as well. Um, So it's just beautiful to be a part of this um, special service today, Family Sunday. Um, I um, am a wife. Um, I've been married for almost eight years now. Um, I'm a mother of four wild, rambunctious kids. Um, They keep me on my toes, that's for sure. And um, I am the executive director at the Women's Pregnancy Center. I've been there for a year and a half now. Um, after I graduated high school, I went to Ohio, um, to study, um, theology and mental health and, um, I worked for a nonprofit for two years working with inner city kids. And then once I had, um, my son, I realized I didn't like the snow and, um, wanted to move back closer to family, um, to help have help with our kids. So, um. I was a stay-at-home mom while we were in, living in Texas um, for about five years. We were in Houston and Sugar Land. My husband's a teacher. Um, I loved being a stay-at-home mom, not having a boss, not having to answer to anyone except two-year-olds, you know, um, but God, um, God's providence really brought me into the role at um, the pregnancy center. I was not really looking for a job. I had no desire to be director of the pregnancy center. Um, And it all just um, unfolded before me. And I, I, you know, realized I needed to take these steps to move back to Bay City and um, and answer God's call. So um, he provided the opportunity during the pandemic um, when everyone and their mama was losing jobs. um, God provided a job for me. So um, it was very clear that God was calling me to this role, and it's been a beautiful year and a half so far to see his providence in my own life, but also um, in the center as well. So a little bit about who we are at the Pregnancy Center. Um, we've served uh, Matagorda County and surrounding counties for um, almost 35 years now. Um, we, um, I heard that we functioned in a couple of churches. We finally found a home. Um, it's by El Zarapi in Bay city. Um, that's where my family loves to go eat. Um, so it was right over there. It was a small 700 square foot building. There was just like, you open the door and like, that was it kind of thing, real small. Um, and about four years ago, God provided an opportunity for us to move into a building that is, um, I think a little over 3000 square feet. So, um, we have expanded. Um, it's so beautiful. The center, um, Mark and, um, Sorry, I'm sure y'all know this, but obviously Noe and Mark are on the board at the Pregnancy Center. Um, Mark did an awesome job. If y'all want to come in and take a tour, we'd love to show you. Our center um, is beautiful. Um, He renovated it. I know some church members were there too. Um, And um, it is gorgeous to get us ready to where we're moving towards. So um, we don't just serve low-income families or just crisis pregnancies. Um, We serve any and everyone. Anyone who needs services, um, we'd love to walk with you on your journey. Um, We provide pregnancy testing to women who aren't sure if they're pregnant, who might need a form so they can get on Medicaid um, and get insurance. We offer a ton of classes um, from pregnancy, uh, childbirth, infant, toddler care, potty training is one that is always great because potty training is a nightmare usually. Um, even up to um, relationships, um, dealing with um, just everything, the, all the angsty um, teens. That's I'm looking forward to those, I'm not there yet. Um, but, our classes that we offer, um, you're able to earn baby bucks that you use in our boutique to get diapers and clothing, um, some baby items. So um, it's called our Earn While You Learn program. We like to be able to provide um, parents an opportunity to, to build a solid uh, parenting foundation, but also to um, be able to earn something practical, tangible that they need. Um, We also have partnered with CPS. We provide parenting classes um, with them as well. Um, We provide a certificate of completion um, for those who are needing some more court ordered um, mandated kind of classes. We have myself, the executive director, we have a part-time executive assistant. And other than that, we're fully um, staffed and operated by volunteers. We are looking towards expanding. I'm really excited for the center this year. I feel like um, stepping into the position during a pandemic and during last year was a time of transition, Um, and I feel like now we're really um, at that growth and expansion, and so um, we're so excited moving forward. Um, We are in the process of getting our nurse trained to be able to provide ultrasounds to um, our moms so they can see the heartbeat. Um, and we'll check for three things, that it's intrauterine, um, that there's cardiac activity, and then we'll be able to estimate the gestational age with the crown to rump measurement. Um, we'll also be able to provide them with uh, prenatals, which is another really important thing um, that a lot of our clients either don't know about prenatals or haven't gotten to the doctor yet. Um, So we are hoping to expand our staff as well, um, bringing a nurse manager on staff, um, someone to help with the office, kind of office administrative stuff as well. And um, that's where we're at moving in the next year or two down the road with um, going medical and expanding our services. We're hoping to also be able to provide um, free STI testing to our um, community and also um, the abortion pill reversal. Um, as well and then I wanted to share um, that's just like a quick what we do uh, what we provide but then I really wanted to share how you can help um, because we um, only are able to do what we do by like the support of so many in our community um, churches and um, individuals Um, so first I always ask people um, to pray for our center Um, if you can pray for me um, even just As me, as Kristen, as a mom, you know, I always need prayers. Um, So if you can just pray, I'm a firm believer in the power of God's prayer. Um, Yeah. Uh, Pray for our sinner, our volunteers, um, our clients, um, and just that God can continue to reveal how He's moving us uh, forward. Uh, We're always in need of volunteers. We always love um, people who just come in and want to join us and be, you know, God's hands and feet to our community. There's plenty of different ways to volunteer. Um, you can be a client advocate where you work with the women who come in with their pregnancy testing. Um, you can be a class facilitator. Um, there's just plenty of ways to, um, to volunteer with us. Well, if you come in and you say, I don't want to do either of those things, but this is what I'm great at, then we'll, we'll find you um, a job. We'll definitely put you to work um, we are fully funded by, um, individuals, um, and churches, local organizations. We don't receive any state or federal funding. Um, and so we have, um, plenty of opportunities to donate monthly or, um, a one-time donation. Um, our biggest fundraiser is normally the banquet. I'm sure maybe most of y'all have heard of that. Um, we, because of, COVID have had to cancel it multiple times, I feel like, Um, at least two years. So this year we decided instead of doing a banquet and just having to deal with COVID, we're going to provide an opportunity um, for people to gather together outside. And hopefully that will be a little more COVID friendly. And we are so excited to do a 5k walk for life. Um, And so they'll We'll give all the churches more information. I talked to Epi about giving y'all a poster so you can sign up. Um, But the walk is gonna be April 2nd um, at 10 o'clock in Bay City at the Burning Nature Center. Um, It's just gonna be a chance to come out, have fun. Um, We're gonna have some live uh, worship and a lot of fun family activities. Um, I'm really hoping we can get a dunk tank and um, I really want Pastor Noe to sit in it for a while. Haven't talked to him about it yet, but um, um, so it's, we just want it to be a fun time of fellowship and a fun way for us to um, just raise money to continue to do what we're doing and to expand um, what we're doing. Um, a, a real need right now for volunteers that I forgot about also is we really right now need a childbirth um, class facilitator. So if anyone wants to um, teach the childbirth class, that's what we're looking for right now, I'm doing it. and. I'm I'm pretty good at it, I guess, but I also am like very pro, like, you know, if you want to get an epidural, you do that, you know? I don't know how to like breathe through all that stuff. Um, anyway, sorry. Um, so um, thank you so much for having me. Um, if you have any questions, I'll probably be available in the back somewhere. Um, And, yeah, just come. We're the Women's Pregnancy Center, not the Crisis Center. We work with them. They're great people, but we get confused with that sometimes. So, um, yeah, the Pregnancy Center, we're not just for moms. We're for anyone, caretakers, um, grandparents. So thank you for having me.
1: How exciting, I told you. Now, I will mention this. You know, this is going to take a little bit longer than usual. But if we can sit through a four-hour Super Bowl and four-hour game, four-hour-and-a-half game of overtimes, we can do this. And this is for, for us to learn about what is going on in the kingdom of God. Amen? So, without further ado... Now we have Don and Judy Pierce. Uh, they're gonna talk to you about their trips that they take to Tanzania and whatever else God has put in their heart. Please give them your attention at this time.
4: I really wanted to stand down there. Don's gonna speak in a while, but um, we just wanted to show you some pictures of what you're doing in Tanzania, okay? If you, like Pastor Noe said, if you tithe or you give, this is what you're doing, okay? And so you're going to have to kind of bear with me on the pictures. We're not doing a slideshow, but I wanted to introduce you to these people, okay? And what we did this year was something different. Is that we're it's called um, missions for the poor, and they we have, we we minister with another missionary that ministers to poor people. And it's called poor people, the poor people ministry. And uh, uh, he has started this ministry where they turn in because they're all, there's always a need, always. You can go there with $10,000 and I tell you after the first day, you could be, it could all be gone. And so he started where they turn in a piece of paper and they put down what kind of business they want to start and how they're going to start it and how they're going to make money to start supporting themselves instead of just Trying to cover the the need, you know, it's to help them help themselves. And so, first of all, this is Esther. She was the first one that you helped while we were there, and we bought her material and yarn and needles, everything she needed to make table. I mean, uh, bed covers. They they hang them in the trees to sell, but it's a way for her to make money and become self-supportive. And so, this is Esther. And this is Mikos. He is our right-hand guy there. He went with us everywhere to buy, because we don't speak the language. We've been there many, many years, but we still don't speak the language. (laughs) Thank goodness for translators. And anyway, and this is, uh, let me see, his name is Elisha. And he, we bought him onions. You can see the onions back there in the truck. So he started him a business in onions. And what they do is they sell them. They make enough money to buy more. THEY HAVE A LITTLE BIT TO PAY FOR THERE. IT DOESN'T COST VERY MUCH TO LIVE THERE. I THINK THEY MAKE um, $5 A DAY, MAYBE, IF YOU WORK, <laughs> IF YOU WORK. AND SO IT'S VERY INEXPENSIVE. OKAY, WHAT'S THE NEXT ONE THERE? OH, WE'RE SKIPPING SOME. ARE THEY NOT IN ORDER? Mm-hmm. WELL, I DON'T THINK THEY'RE QUITE RIGHT. THIS, OKAY, <laughs> THIS IS CHARCOAL. She, this is Justine, and you bought her charcoal, okay? Can you imagine? I mean, they like cooking over charcoal. We actually bought someone a stove one time, and they wanted to go back to charcoal. They love cooking over charcoal. And so you set her up in a charcoal business. Okay, what's the next one there? Okay, this is Trifone, he is our translator. You can do probably the next two or three. That's his wife, Margaret. And, okay, stop there. And that's their son. And what that is, is that they, that is their home. And we built them, you built them a duca, which is a little store out in front of their home. And this is, this is what they do there. And they, they uh, provide materials and stuff. She sews and she bought uh, groceries. And so she sells out of that, out of her home now. And so now they can support themselves through this dukkah because of you building it. Amen. Okay. I think there should be one more of them. Okay. I didn't put that up there. (laughs) (laughs) This is Margaret and Triphone. And the reason why I put this picture here is because I, I love this picture. She's looking at him. He's explaining everything to her. He's our translator. So he understands English. She understands no English. And she is so excited. Just that look on her face. You put that look on her face. I mean, this is life-changing for people, you know? Okay, what's the next one there? And this, we also set someone up in a palm oil business. And this is where they actually make palm oil. I just thought I'd put a few pictures in here so you can see what it's really like there in Tanzania. They're making palm oil there. Can you imagine doing that? I couldn't. Okay. Okay. This is the, we, it used to be called the Destitute Camp, but now it's called the Victory Camp. Thank goodness they changed that name. But this is, there's two more. Can you go about, there's probably about three pictures. This is the lady that lives there. And then one more. This is a freezer that you bought the Victory Camp. They do have electricity that stays on most of the time. It does go off, but they felt like the deep freeze Will stay, they really wanted this deep freezer because sometimes people will kill a cow and give them food, give them the, the food for, the, I mean, the meat from the cow, but they have no way to keep it. And so they eat that meat for two or three days because there's no refrigeration. They had no way to keep it. And so they asked if we, if you would buy them a deep freeze. And so we went and purchased a deep freeze for them one day and it is life changing for them. You also bought two goats and some chickens. To put in that deep freeze for them, so and they don't get a lot of meat, and so when they do get meat, they want to keep it, you know, and and not just it go bad. And so, okay, that that place is exciting, and this is the poor people. This is quote quote they're called the poor people, and I think there might be a couple more. Okay, and then another one. Okay, they meet every every Thursday. It's the poor people meeting, and it's more people than this, and they come, and they hear the word, <coughs> they worship the Lord, and then afterwards, they get a donation of food, soap, rice, beans, whatever, whatever is decided to give it to them that week, and they get that, and you purchase food for these people, okay, with the money that you've given and this is just a picture I thought I'd just show you kind of what Tanzania looks like as we were driving to a village one day. This just kind of neat. Okay, there's a couple more. These are two little girls we saw in a village. We stopped to get some water or something, and they were walking by carrying, you see them carrying stuff on their heads all the time. People, ladies that are a lot older than me, that are about this tall, and they're carrying something this big on top of their head. And then this is the little girl I saw in one of the villages. I just thought they were cute pictures, so I wanted, to, I wanted to give you a little taste there of Tanzania. Okay, this okay this is the exciting thing. This is the last thing. When we were leaving, this was the last village we went to, and it took us like two hours to get out there to it. It's way, way out. It's out in the bush somewhere. And they have this church. This is the church they had. And you can see a little bit of the, a big church next to it that's not roofed. This is it. That's not finished. And it's dry season right now, and it's, it was fixing to start rainy season. And they asked, something that we do is we put roofs on churches. God has blessed us to be able to roof 22 churches. This is the 23rd church that you roofed, that you roofed. Amen. We messaged the elders, and we said, can we, Can you roof this church? And you know what? They prayed, and they said, yes, we can roof that church. So go, go a couple more. I want to show it to you. This is the inside of that small church. Now stop at this one. See that man with that smile on his face? I tell you, I stared at him the whole time. He was the happiest man. And look at that little thing. Look at that little thing he's sitting on. And he is happy to be there worshiping the Lord. Okay, keep going. Then this is that church with the rafters on. One more. You can't see it because of the sky, but it has a roof on it. And do you see how rainy it is? And so you were able to get that church roof before the rainy season started. Is that not exciting? I tell you, it is life-changing for these people. You know, you don't think it is, but it's life-changing. You, you know, would you invite someone to church if they were in a little hut like that, sitting in the mud and the rain coming in? And they do, you know, they love God. And so uh, one thing that we have found, you know, there's a lot of ministry there and there's a lot of loss there, but there's a lot of saved people A lot of saved people. You know, and they just need to be, they just need to know that God is hearing their prayers. And you know what? God heard their prayers through your obedience.
0: So, anyway.
4: And Don does men's meetings there. And they don't do men's meetings there, so it's a lot of fun. And what he does is he buys hot dogs. They've never done that before either. (laughs) And there's one more, I think. They, yeah, that's, and they sit out there and they, Cook the hot dogs, and you know, then he has a men's meeting with them, and so he does that every week. And you, you guys bought those hot dogs, and got bought them water. And I tell you, those men were happy; they were happy. And it, it really, we, you, you bought, I think about forty Bibles. We were able to purchase forty Bibles, and we gave them out to the men. We gave them out to the poor people. We, you know, that asked for them there at the uh, victory camp. There were a couple of people there. That one picture you saw of that lady, she had a Bible. So, I mean, there's a lot of ministry, okay? Okay, this is, um, we were blessed to be able to build this carpenter school. And I'm just showing you this because things change. You know, we have an idea of what God wants us to do, and you follow it. And I think God, I know God wanted us to build that. And see that little pump there next to it? That's a water well we were also able, able to put in. So let's show the next picture. This is people in that community where the carpenter school is that three days a week we turn on that water well and they get to get water. They don't have to go down to a river and get dirty water. This is fresh, clean water that they get to get. And they're lined up waiting for that water to get turned on every day that it's on. And you guys, there's a cost to keeping a water well going. You guys paid for the license this year to keep that going with the government. Amen. Maintenance of it. I mean, it's not, you know, you just don't put one in and that's it. There's, just like here, there's taxes. And then this is the Carpenter School, part of the Carpenter School. We, uh, there's three men employed there now that work. At, oh, we went on. But this is the Carpenter School. And I was talking about us uh, having our plans about that school. Well, you know what it's going to be now, what God has decided it's going to be? It's going to be a music studio. You know, Don and I are older, and so we're thinking Carpenter, because that's what he knows, right? And it's worked out, and it's done well, but God has got other plans for it. And in Kigoma, what Kigoma is known for is music and soccer. (laughs) So we don't know soccer. And the young man that we work with said, you know, he believes God wants it to be a music studio, because music is a way you can reach people, you know? And it's gospel music. They love choirs in Tanzania. When you go to church, there's probably four choirs, right, you guys? You sit there for two hours listening to choirs. And so it's really a great ministry. We're we're very excited about that. We're excited about what's going to happen through the new music school. And we're almost done. This right here, this year we had the privilege of uh, going to a church in Dar es Salaam when we left. And these are street kids that meet every Saturday. It's a new ministry that our friend does. They meet every Saturday, and they get the word, and they feed them. You know, everybody there is hungry. You know? And so, you guys were able to leave money and feed these people. Okay? They get like this, when we were there that day, they got a little sack with a hot dog, a piece of bread, a cold old hot dog, a piece of bread, and what? Cookie or something. Something in there. But, It was wonderful for them. That's what they were going to have for lunch. That's what they were going to eat that day. Y'all gave them food. Now, this is, I'm almost to the end. I only have two pictures left. I don't know if you recognize this building or not, but this is the Abundant Life Church. Okay, show the next one. And that little one right there is Becky. And I'm showing that to tell you that is the time when Don and I, when God put on our heart that we wanted to do missions. We knew nothing about missions before that. Nothing. And God, there was a group that came that was called Labors for Christ. And Don worked then and I was out there, you know, cooking and everything. And uh, we'd go on the weekends and we're like, that's what we want to do when we retire. That's what we want to do when we retire. But you know what? God had plans for us all those 37 years. It wasn't for when we were retired. Just like Pastor Noe has said, it's not, you know, God's plan isn't for the future, it's for now. It, also, it is for the future, but it starts now. It starts now. And I read a quote, I just read this quote this morning. It says, There's no better place to serve God than where He's placed you. And so God gives us dreams and hopes. But you know what? You serve where you're placed right now. And we never dreamt in a million years when we said, we want to be mission. We want to do that labors for Christ, which was traveling around the United States that they did building churches. We never dreamed what God would do. Never. But you serve where you're at. You start where you're at. It doesn't matter what age you are. You start where you're at. Okay.
0: is this on good job Judy well, thanks do I look that old can we leave a picture up there can we uh, oh we probably don't need to That, uh, a picture just talking about the mission field, the, uh, my favorite picture out of all those was at that last, uh, ministry opportunity that we had was on a Saturday morning and we were flying out Sunday morning and, uh, let me go ahead and tell this story. Go go to that one that was at the end, if you don't mind. Yeah, that's it. That's it right there. So, uh. So we were invited to this ministry and uh, it was right at the end of when we leave. You remember, uh, we were supposed to go for five and a half weeks. We ended up not going, but for three and a half. So uh, we were really squeezed down for time. I uh, We always prepare. She prepares a message for the women and I prepare and pray and hear God for a couple of messages uh, for a while we're there and we shared those and man they you know and, and they were good they had great effect you know people got saved and and uh, uh, and so that was good but what really surprised me was here this Saturday morning you know we were through we were coming back through Dar Salaam and Imani uh, uh, invited us to uh, come and view this ministry and so we show up on Saturday morning they got like 60 kids there, and uh, we're sitting out there just watching, just checking his ministry out, and uh, he says, uh, Don, you want to come up and uh, share the gospel? (laughs) Well, you know, I was was ready to get on the plane the next day. Pretty much, I was already done, (laughs) you know, and uh, so anyhow, I'm not a children's guy, and these are the these are the oldest kids that were there, but most of them were smaller, you know, so you gotta tie them all together, so I get up cold turkey, just do a like a a, a skit well, if you know anything about me, I'm not much on skits <laughs> you know, I can remember some bible stories but uh, i share I got a couple of kids up there, and I shared uh, the gospel through a couple of kids, maybe. 10 minutes, but as soon as I started, whew, the presence of God came. Yeah, completely surprised me. Completely surprised Judy. Completely surprised everybody that was there. And uh, 10 minutes later, no more than 15, after a corny skit, which I led uh I'm telling you the presence of God was there in such a way that I just uh, I called the pastor up, and uh, I went and sat down. I wanted to get out of the way because I didn't know what God was going to do. So I sat down next to Judy. that's my favorite part of the trip. and uh, I just put my head down and went to pray, Oh Lord. thank you for your presence. Just have your way. And uh, as I I head my head down, this is what I remember. I don't know. I think this is accurate. I felt Judy doing this. (laughs) And I looked up and guess what I seen? I seen that. (laughs) Amen. Amen. I believe that's what God wants to do today. Let's pray. Father Lord, we thank you. for what you're doing in our lives. We thank you for what you're doing here at Harvest Time in the area of missions. Lord, we thank you for the, uh, the vision for this church to go and reach the one. Lord, we pray that uh, uh, as we uh, share and as we hear your word this morning, that uh, we would be a part of that mission and that we would receive everything that you have for us to see receive. Lord, uh, uh, I even call myself down. And anyone else that uh, we would be able to receive everything that you want us to receive today. From uh, We call ourselves down from any high places yes. that we have placed in our lives. So that we would be able to hear your voice. Yes. And do what you're saying today. And not just today. But this year. Yes. We thank you for vision that you've given the pastor and the elders. And we want to be a part of that. So help us to have ears to hear. And hear what you're saying today to each and every person, each and every family. In Jesus' name. Amen. amen. All right, I'm gonna try to stay up here, but I ain't there ain't no guarantees. All right. There's six, and it's not gonna take long. Six T's I want to talk about today. Teaching. Training, telling, time, treasures, and talent. I can't even count to six. There's seven. And then there's a tanner. There's another T. That's seven. I added that. Colossians 1, 24 through 28. Let's read that. Now, this is Paul. He says in Colossians, he says, Now I rejoice in what I am suffering for you, and I fill up in my flesh what is still lacking in regard to Christ's affliction for the sake of his body, which is in the church. I have become its servant by the commission of God, given me to present to you the word of God in its fullness. Verse 26, the mystery that has been kept hidden for ages and generation, but is now disclosed to the Lord's people. To them, God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. He is the one we proclaim, admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom so that we may present everyone fully mature in Christ. Let's be mature, church. Verse 24, Paul describes his feelings. He described them uh, he, that he had two different kind of feelings. He had uh, joy and he had suffering. At that time, Paul was going through afflictions with the church. In verse 25... He calls himself a what? A servant. We have to be servants. We also have to realize, and you see that in verse 25, that we have been commissioned. What does commissioned mean? Commissioned means that we are sent by God. Verse 26. He talks about the mystery. What mystery is he talking about? The mystery of Christ in you. And, and uh, he's talking about uh, the way to realize what that is. See, when we realize what the mystery, when we, when we realize uh, a large part of our lives growing up in the church is all about learning who Christ is in you. You know, if you stop and you begin to look at it, you can see it over and over and over. And why do you need to hear it over and over and over? Because there is an enemy. And because we forget. And that's why, that's, that, that's why God, that's how God made us. So that we would be ten, dependent on him and not dependent on ourselves. So that's what you hear over and over and over. How to get yourself out of the way. Listen to Christ inside you. Verse 27. uh, To them God has chosen. Who is that? Us. Anyone that believes. Those that are saved and, and those that will be saved. Verse 28. Verse 28 is uh, the first two T's that I'm going to talk about and the main ones in a sense. Verse, 20, uh, verse 28 is where it talks about, uh, let me read that again. It's here that we proclaim admonishing and teaching, it says. Teaching, so that's a T. But uh, uh, teaching and training, how much energy is put into teaching and training in the church? A lot. A whole lot of energy is put into teaching and training. While we were in Tennessee, uh, Don shared with us one morning, uh, to the men, the women didn't hear this, but uh, it it stuck with me, and that's the biggest part of the gist of this message is that uh, that, uh, the church has done a good job of teaching and training, but maybe... We haven't done any, done enough releasing. And that's how God wants to bless us today. He wants us to release. We got the teaching and training down. And there's a whole lot of, uh, all those other T's are are, uh, part of, in part of teaching and training. But you can, the church as a whole, I'm not, pointing fingers at this one. But the church as a whole has gotten the cart in front of the horse, so to speak, in the area of teaching and training. Teaching and training, we've got down. We we see it all over. We got scripture back there. We got scripture up here. We got it in our pocket. We got it all. Uh, Teaching and training is something that we've made advances in. But releasing and speaking blessings is something that we can maybe grow in. Amen? All right. Let's go quick. Let's go quickly to Ephesians 5, chapter 2. Some directions. How do we learn how to release? How do we learn how to uh, live the way God wants us to? Ephesians 5, 2 encourages. I'm not going to read it. It's up there for you. It, it tells us to walk in love like Jesus. Amen? Verse 5-8. Verse 5-8 tells us to walk in the light. If you're going to uh, walk in the light, what does that do to the people? What does that do to your family? What does that do uh, uh, to situations that you have in life? It shines light on them. What disappears when we when we shine the light of Jesus? Darkness, yes, darkness. When you feel like you're surrounded by darkness, remember that inside you is the light of Christ, and you use that to dispel the darkness in your life. And we've all got it. All right, so today... Looking at the, uh, I'm going to try to go, I'm going to skip something here, but I don't want to skip anything I shouldn't. Let me make sure. So today, in the idea of shining light in dark places, had, you know that uh, some of us have just, uh, some of us realize who we are in Christ. And I'm talking to heads of households now, and I'll go back to uh, some of the pictures that Judy showed. Whenever, uh, when, it, let's, so when Kimberly was born, I don't know uh, how old, uh, probably 27, something like that. Anyhow, we dedicated her, and that was about it. We knew that we wanted to raise our kids as Christians. That's about as good as we were doing. We got her dedicated. Well, God is a God of second chances. Here comes Becky. (laughs) We went a little bit of a different place. You know, we'd grown, we're supposed to grow in a little bit different place. So we got a little bit closer, you know. I might have held her up. I like the example that we got here. And look, I don't want to... I think it's great that when we dedicate children that the pastor speaks a blessing. I think you've got a place to speak a blessing there. But I tell you what, nobody can speak a blessing over your children like the father can. Nobody. And God is a God of second chances. Amen. You know, uh now when Laura came along. Oh, God God had already blessed us. You see when Kimberly was was when Kimberly was born, I, all I knew was this is a, this is a chance for me to uh Uh, see a blessing come to my kids, you know, to Kimberly. That's all I knew, you know. And, uh, but then Becky come along, and I tried to do better, which I did. But when Laura came along, the pastor prayed, But I asked God, what can I do? What, what, what do you want me to do? This is my, this is our kid. He says, uh, you pray for her. Oh, man, I can still remember that. I took her, I, I held her as high as I could. And boy, I could, I, I could almost feel the wind going around my ears. And that wasn't just for her, it was for Becky and it was for Kimberly too. Give your kids over to God as soon as you can. Amen. Does that tie back in to teaching and training? We have taught. We have trained. We you know, we've got that down. But have you given your kids to god all i can tell you is it makes a difference i'm just about through here but i'm trying to tell you you know how they say i'm not telling you what i think i'm not telling i'm telling you what i know this is far beyond that I'm not telling you what I think. I'm not telling you what I know. I'm telling you what we, Judy and I, believe. What we have seen and what we know is the truth. And it's not us. And it's not just for us. It's God working through us. And he wants to do the same thing for you. You know, they say that... uh, you, know, you, you you hear all the time that uh, missions is there, meaning, let me see, I'll make sure I'm getting this right. Samaria, you know, and Judea. And, uh, and you know, and then it's right around you. Did I get that right? I might have been out of place. Anyhow, uh, but I'm telling you today... Missions for the heads of household here, I believe God is telling us it's right at the end of your hand. I believe that y'all stand i, I uh, yeah, I think I'm done. Amen. Can you lead us from there, Noe, Pastor Noe? Do we need more time? Let me go over those seven T's for you, for you people that write. Teaching and training, we've got. Telling, we've got. We've learned how to share the gospel. Time, we spend time doing all the things that we're supposed to do our treasures we give we've already heard testimony of that today our talents we give also one thing i didn't cover is when you release your kids and when you release your families don't complain about where they end up <laughs> you know I, I could i could say that they could end up half the way the, around the world And maybe I know a little bit something about that. But you can't complain about where they end up. When Paul, this is another T, this is a tanner. Paul ended up in some places that he didn't want to go. Do you know what a tanner is? It's like going to a taxidermist in today's day. Do you know what that smells like? Can you imagine what it smelled like then? Where did they send Paul? Where did Paul go first? He went to the tanner. That's the last T. Amen? That's about as much as I can. Oh, okay. Thank you, Lord. All right, so as I prayed about this, I felt like God wanted to give the same blessing over... To each and every one of us today. Now, heads of household will look different throughout all of the families. But I, uh, in my mind's eye and in my heart, I know that uh, what God did for Judy and I, he wants to do for all of you. And some of you will say, I've done that before. That's okay. You do it every chance you get. We, we pray for our children all the time. We release them, you know. God is a supernatural God. You have no idea what God is going to do in your family. We had no idea. God is no respecter of man. There is no telling what God wants to do. I believe that, uh, that what he's doing this morning is, with you releasing is something that we 're going to see fruit in the rest of the year it doesn 't matter if your children aren 't even here, you still pray. maybe God leads you, you can hear the voice of God, maybe God leads you to call them and tell you and tell them how you how uh, you 've prayed for them and how you 've thought about them this morning. Your children and your children's I believe that this blessing will continue to go on i uh I'm not going to go to 2 Samuel, but uh, 2 Samuel chapter 7, there's a good example of how to pray to God over your family. The uh, So heads of household, it doesn't matter who you are, how old you are, how young you are, if your children aren't here, you still pray, pray with your wife. If you're here and you don't have a head of a household, come forward, we'll pray for you. Now this is a place where I believe that As we begin to pray, I believe that the Holy Spirit is going to show up. If y'all can uh, start that tape, that would be. Thank you for joining us for the Harvest Time Church podcast. We hope you've been encouraged and empowered. If you'd like more information about our family, please write us at 42 FM 2540 South Bay City, Texas 77414. Or check us out on the web at harvesttimebaycity.com.